Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. I'm a baseball writer whose work was most recently seen at Baseball Prospectus, and I'm the host of the Locked On Yankees podcast. You can find me on Twitter at my personal account, Stace Gotts, or at the Locked On Yankees handle. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. Today, we're discussing last night's rain delay and postponement and how it all could have been avoided. We'll also discuss some new injuries that came to light yesterday because it seems we can't go a day without someone else getting injured for the Yankees. But before we start, remember, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone by subscribing on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. You can also subscribe in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. It rained in the New York area for two days. It rained Sunday and it rained Monday. There was a lot of water. And no matter what your drainage system is like, there was going to be a lot of water in the field at Yankee Stadium. And when you couple it with removing the tarp and all of the water from the tarp rolling off into left field, you'll get what resembles a great lake in the outfield. And that's what happened last night. So the game was originally postponed until 7.45. Grounds crew goes out not too long before that to get the field ready. The water doesn't drain. The umpires, the managers, people from the stadi- from uh, you know stadium operations are walking around the field. It's as if they're walking around in a lake, just water splashing everywhere. There's no way they can play in it without someone getting hurt or the risk of someone getting hurt. And especially the Yankees who activated Aaron Hicks yesterday, put him in the leadoff spot and we're going to play him in the outfield. So the whole time this is going on, you're thinking Aaron Hicks is going to slip on the warning track, hit his back. He's going to be out another two months. The other thing that bothered me about last night was that they knew that the rain wasn't clearing up completely and that they'd have a small window of time to play the game. So I don't even understand why they tried to even bother playing the game. Because if you live here and you saw the weather forecast, you knew that there was only really like a two-hour window for them to get the game in. Not even that. And I don't understand why there was such urgency to get this game in. Then during the broadcast, as Michael Kay was blathering on and on, He mentioned that MLB, I think it's a new rule now, where if there's a rainout during a series, they want you to make up the game during the same series. They don't want you to, you know, if you have a rainout in May, make it up in September. So I guess they were scrambling to figure out when the Yankees and the Orioles could play the doubleheader to make up for the game last night. Again, this all could have been avoided. This all could have been worked out in the afternoon. This all could have been done, wrapped up in a bow. People wouldn't have had to trek out to Yankee Stadium. You know, they were freezing their asses off last night in the stands. The people who did get there, you could see it. They were showing people. And not that it was only in the 40s, but it was damp and in the 40s. Everything was wet around you and you have the wet field. It is so uncomfortable being in the stadium in that kind of weather. And I just, I really don't understand why they went through this whole thing last night that they could have just said, let's just postpone the game. Let's not even bother. It doesn't look like it's happening tonight. All three games this week were scheduled for 635. 
which means Tuesday or Wednesday would have worked as a double header because you would just schedule either if they if they decided to do a single admission, which they did, you could schedule the first game around 3.05, which is what they did for Wednesday. I think the other issue is that Baltimore doesn't have an off day for about 20 days, which a big deal. It's baseball. This happens to baseball teams all the time. Some teams go 30 days without an off day when they have to make up rain-delayed games or whatever in the past. So boo-hoo for the Orioles, who are probably going to lose 100 games this year. Who cares? <laughs> no offense to the Orioles, okay? But who cares? So they finally decide to postpone the game. It's going to be a single admission doubleheader on Wednesday, which is kind of cool if you can go to it. Uh, starts at 3.05. So the first game starts at 3.05. Whenever the first game ends, then the second game starts, I think, like a half hour later. The other thing that rubbed me the wrong way about last night is they got the starters warmed up without even really knowing if the field was playable. So Andrew Kashner for the Orioles and Luis Sessa for the Yankees warmed up and then they couldn't pitch. And we'll talk about why Sessa was warming up instead of Jonathan Loisega in segment two. So those guys are wasted. Aaron Boone said that Jay Happ will remain in line to start Tuesday night against the Orioles. Herman will start one of the games on Wednesday. That Sessa would probably be available for relief on Tuesday and will be in consideration to start Wednesday's other game. That should be an or right? Because he can't pitch in the bullpen on Tuesday, for the bullpen on Tuesday and then start Wednesday's game. That has to be a mistake. And anyone who had tickets for last night's game could exchange their tickets for any regular season game at Yankee Stadium through the end of the 2019 season, subject to availability, of course. The other thing is exchanges may be made at the ticket window beginning today and at any time the ticket windows are open during the regular season which is kind of annoying, but you know, like say you had this ticket for last night and it's the only time you're going to be either in New York or the, uh, the only time you can get to the game or get to the stadium and you can't go. So that stinks. But again, the weather was too much. The water was too much. You know, they were showing what they were trying to do to get the water off the field. They were poking holes in the field to drain it. They were using I guess they were like leaf blowers. They were trying to blow dry the field last night, and that wasn't working because, again, it rained for two days. It wasn't like monsoon rain, but there was enough rain where you kind of knew it was going to be a problem. Again, they didn't, I don't know, they didn't prepare for this well. I don't know what the Yankees are doing this year. They don't know what they're doing with with regards to anything. The only thing that's worked out for the Yankees so far is the depth that they came up with on their roster because they're a half game out of first place thanks to that. Everything else has been a disaster. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. 
And right now, my listeners can get ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. In segment one, I mentioned that Luis Sessa was the starter last night. And you may be thinking, hmm, didn't you say that Jonathan Loisica was going to be starting last night, Stacy? I did. And so did the Yankees, until they revealed that they were placing him on the injury list. Because, of course, he's going on the injury list. <laughs> Everyone goes on the in- injury list. <laughs> He is the 17th player to go on the injured list this season. It's May 14th. He's the 17th player. Ho! Because at first it came out that he wasn't starting. Then people were saying, oh, well, maybe Sessa is going to be the starter or the opener. And then Loisic is going to pitch later in the game. And then it came out that he was complaining of discomfort on Monday and he had an MRI and that revealed a strain of the right rotator cuff. So they recalled Chance Adams to replace Loisaga on the roster and had Sessa inserted into the rotation to replace him. Are we going to get some sort of prize, maybe a bobblehead, when the 20th player lands on the IL, because you know they're heading in that direction. In more injury news, it seems the Yankees took Miguel Andujar off the IL too early because they're putting him back on. Anyone with functioning eyes could have told you that they took him off the IL too soon, because since being activated on May 4th, he's 3 for 34. He hasn't looked good at all. He made two errors as soon as he got into a game. Now, the Yankees initially thought that Andrew Hart's shoulder injury would only affect his throwing and not his hitting. Yeah, good call. Again, it seems the Yankees don't know what the hell they're doing with regards to injuries. This is just, this all could have been avoided too. Just, they should have kept him on the IL. As Derek Albin was discussing last week, we're getting to the point now where if they need to do surgery, they need to do it soon or else this will be affecting next season as well. So again, I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand what is happening and why this year is the way it is because it's just, I was going to say a curse word. I'm not going to say it, but it's a cluster F. (laughs) It really is. So the corresponding move for Andujar is Nestor Cortez Jr., who was just up with the Yankees, but he's back. So that's it for today's episode of Locked On Yankees, which is brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you all for listening. And remember, you could subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your evening. Hopefully the weather will cooperate tonight. Fingers crossed, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow.